can you frame it as change is exciting? exciting. Yeah. And can you make changes in a way that stretches your comfort zone a little bit without completely discombobulating you and making you feel entirely uh, terrified? Welcome to today's podcast episode. I have a special guest joining me again. He's tall, he's tattooed, he's tired, he's here. It's Brendan. (laughs) Okay, so today Brendan and I are sitting down to chat about a few things, but I guess the main theme really is change. And I said to Brendan, do you want to do an episode with me? Because I've had a question come through via DM, and it's from a lady who has said she really wants to start studying but she feels like she's left it too late in life. And I was saying how it can be really hard to like pull the trigger and make a change, but it's never too late. Yeah, I don't think age matters or it's ever too late. I think it's just a comfort thing. Yeah, and I think as a society, the focus really is on young people, you know, like it's all about youth and doing things at a young age. And then as we get older, we become less visible in a lot of ways. So it feels like we're all kind of expiring as we're getting older. But the truth is like our life is long if we're lucky. Yeah. You know, if we're living a long life, why can't we pivot in the second or third act of our life and make a change? Well, don't they say that, um, oh, what's the percent? There's like a percentage of how many different careers or jobs you have in your lifetime. Oh, I have no idea what the actual stats are. but there's definitely a number. Yeah, but I have even been thinking because I heard Jane Fonda talking in a podcast about how she's in the third act of her life. And when you think about your life in that way of like first, second, third, and you think, oh my gosh, I've already, like for us, we're definitely into the second act of our life not to make anyone panic and think that they need to rush into things. No. But while life can be long and we've got lots of time to do things, we also just get this one life. So why not change and why not have different experiences? Yeah, make the most of it. Yeah, it's a bit like when I was first single, you know, in my 30s and people would say, aren't you so afraid that you'll be alone? And yes, I had moments where I was scared and sad of being alone. But I also had moments where I would almost feel bolstered by the fact of going, well, it's one life. And like, how lucky am I that I get to have another love story? How lucky am I that I get to experience? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Take two. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I think it's really all about perspective, right? Yeah. It's the way you look at everything. Yes. It's not the way people look at it. It's the way you look at it. Yes. That's important. And so if you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and there's something like sitting on your heart, on your mind that you've always wanted to do, pull the trigger and investigate and do it. That's not to say that you need to be reckless, but you absolutely can make a change. And deserve it. Yeah. Happiness is the, the biggest key. Yes. 
Just quickly, a word from today's sponsors. Unless, of course, you're one of our Venti members. In that case, there are no ads and your episode is about to keep playing. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Back to perspective. When we're in it, it's really hard, of course, to have hindsight because the nature of hindsight is when you're looking back at something that has passed. But if you could just propel yourself mentally forward and think, how would I feel in 10 years if I don't make this decision? You might be really bummed. But if you think to yourself, well, in 10 years, I'm going to look back and think, oh, I was a baby then. I should have done it. Yeah. You know, as old and as like defined as everything feels right now, when you look back in five, 10 years, you're going to think, I should have done that. Yeah. I think I saw like a a quote saying that um, regret is so much painful than failure. Yeah. So looking back at things and wishing that you had it, given it a go or tried it, yeah. Is worse than actually trying it, not mm. achieving it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Right? Yeah. And so for me, like having made the decision to start studying. Yeah, which is huge. Yeah, and there are a million reasons why I could tell myself not to do it. You know, yeah. one of them is like, I have a story about myself not being studious or intelligent or academic enough to study. That's like a story I tell myself. Which is rubbish. The other thing is like, time-wise, I run Money. a business, I have kids, I already feel stretched, all of those things. I'm turning 36, like maybe it's too late. All of those, All of those things exist. But then I remind myself, well, in 10 years' time, if I just start now, maybe I can't study at the pace I want to in terms of I cannot manage a full-time study schedule, but I can chip away at it. You will get it done. Yeah. yeah. And over a longer period of time, probably. But why not? Like, if it's something that keeps dropping in for me, why not? And it's something that you're passionate about. Yeah. And speaking of, there's something you're passionate about that you're doing. Yep, um, sort of when I was going to finish school, when I was 16, I wanted to be a tattooist. But back then, a lot of the shops were more bikey run and more affiliated. And you're far too wholesome for that? Yeah, I'm a nice guy. Um, but yeah. <laughs> We've been watching F-Boy Island. Yeah. I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. Um <laughs> But yeah, I've decided to at 37 this year. I'm going to take the leap and open up a tattoo studio. Get back into it. Yeah. And so that's been a massive thing that's always been on your mind. Like since I've met you, you've said, I really want the sort of life where I can be available through the day a bit more and kind of schedule things on my own terms like you work for yourself now but when you're working flooring they're big days and there's lots of stuff that's not always in your control in terms of organization and other trades yeah. and clients changing their minds and all those sorts of things travel 
yeah, like sometimes you can be traveling like three hours to get to your, like the job that you're doing when it's up on the coast and things. So Brendan has been saying like for a little while, I would really like that life where I can wake up and have coffee and do the school drop off and all those sorts of things. And just another way to be creative and not sort of have any limitations on what I can and can't do. And I don't know if you mind me saying this, and we can, of course, edit these parts out, but it just something I'm wondering is since you and I have been together, that's something I have said to you is like, do you ever think about what your dream day is, what your dream flow of a week would look like? And early on you would say to me, well, no, I've never really considered that because you've had to work so hard from such a like a super young age that it's you've never been in that position to go oh, hang on if i could design my day what would i do like it's been much more of a it's definitely been something that even thinking about it when you first asked me it sort of semi stressed me because i've never actually thought about it well it's a very privileged thing to yeah. think about right like it's a, not everyone can go oh i mean well everyone can dream and ask themselves what would I do if I could? But when you're in the mode of working, not struggling, but you know what I mean? Like when you're in that kind of hustle mode and that's all you've ever known and no one's ever said to you, hey, pause, what is it that lights you up and fills your cup? It's hard to back off. Yeah. And it's hard. That's all you know. Yeah. It's hard to actually think that you could really make that change and what would that look like and how would you do it? if it hasn't been modelled for you. Hmm. I definitely didn't think it would be happening when I was 36. Yeah. So that's a decision that you have made recently um, about getting back into tattooing. Yep. And there are a lot of hoops to jump through. Yep. It's, it's like a very regulated industry, thankfully. Which is good. Yeah. So that's kind of what you've been working on as well as your normal job at the moment. You've just been going through all the motions, making sure you've got all of the T's crossed and the I's dotted. Never ending. Never ending. But it's getting done. Yeah. So the studio space uh, is located in northern New South Wales. Yep. What are you most excited for? Uh, Being able to be... Your denim apron. (laughs) And my hat. (laughs) Uh, Just to be able to be creative every day. Just to have a good fun day and good clients and no stress. Just, I feel like it's going to be less stressful than the building industry. Yeah, well, I was about to say owning your own business is stressful, but it's a different kind of stress. And then I was like, oh, actually, like the stress soup that you've been in in the last year and a half just with clients, trades, orders, travel, all of that – I really do think that going into working for yourself in this way will actually be a lot better for your whole nervous system. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I fingers crossed. <laughs> so that's something that has been keeping us both really busy in the background, hey, because mm. uh, like you and I are both very excited about this space. It's in like the most beautiful little building Um there's like a really cool pizza shop nearby. I just, I feel like it's you. Yeah. Yeah, it is exciting. And so you're going to be focusing on doing like script tattoos, right? Uh, yeah, custom lettering and then fine line work. 
And so the fine line work, it's going to be things like matching couple tattoos, uh, baby names, angel numbers, those sorts of yeah, things. little names. Um, Which is really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't stopped thinking about it since we sort of said, like, let's yeah. just do it. I've never seen you so preoccupied and working so hard. Like every spare moment you're researching things, you're ordering things, you're getting it all sorted, jumping through all the hoops, which is very impressive. It is good. So that's but like... It, but it is a big change. It's huge. Mm. And you, I am older. Yeah. Are you scared to no, like... No. At all. There's like, yeah, there's no fear about it at all. Like I, it's something that like I've wanted since I was 15, 16. I've always drawn, always painted and created and now I get to do it on people's skins for a living. It's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. You're going to let me give you another tattoo, hey? Yeah. <laughs> so I gave Brennan a tattoo after a couple <laughs> of birthday. months of knowing him and after a few drinks. It's not bad. I thought you nailed it. But then you did tell me recently that I nearly pushed the needle through your leg. Yeah, you nailed my leg too. <laughs> <laughs> no. I did all right. No, you no. I think you went really well. He's showing you guys, but you can't see because no, it's a I'm podcast. You. <laughs> well, I'm excited for you. But I guess the whole reason we wanted to sit down and record this episode is to say, like, rather than thinking that change is scary, even though, yes, it can be, can you frame it as change is exciting? exciting. Yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And can you make changes in a way that stretches your comfort zone a little bit without completely discombobulating you and making you feel entirely uh, terrified? Like, can you make small changes towards your goal? Like for me, I couldn't go, oh, okay, I'm going to study full time and I'm going to stop working. It's like not realistic. But yes, I can realistically set aside a couple of hours a week and chip away at studying yeah. because it's something I want to do. And that you're good at and you're passionate about. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention when it comes to change, and I've spoken about this before, but it's definitely worth another mention. If you are getting caught up in the what ifs and the disasters and the potential things that could go wrong, just have a bit of a Google to um bit of a Google to <laughs> a bit of a Google and search Tim Ferris fear setting. It is one of the best like TED Talks ever in terms of practical help. So Tim talks you through this exercise and it's almost like sitting down and talking to each, well it is, it's sitting down and acknowledging what is the fear and then what would be the action you would take if that happens. So he gives this example of he wants to go and live abroad whilst he's running an online company and he talks through all of the, I guess, excuses that he gives himself as to why he can't do it. And then he provides like a rational explanation. And when you get it down on paper, it's so 
much easier. It clicks. Yeah, to be yeah. objective because you can get caught up in your mind and go, oh, I can't make a change because if I do X, then Y will happen. And that's where you get stuck and you stay in this loop of being like frozen. It's that analysis paralysis and you can't take any action and you can't see how you could manage it. But if you actually sit down and go, okay, what's the fear? So the fear might be, um, I think Tim gives the example of missing an important notice from the like tax people, whatever it is. And then he's like, well, what I can do is have my mail forwarded to a post box and then I can get someone to check that post box. Like you can provide a solution for everything. It's like, you know, so what if I need to quit my job to pursue something else? Okay, so you quit your job and what if you don't like it? Well, then you would reapply for another job. You know, like literally just giving yourself those answers. It's helpful. I think I might watch that. Yeah, it's really good. It's one that I come back to often. I'm such a Tim Ferriss stan. I adore him. Um, So that's just a bit of a suggestion for anyone who is struggling to make a change. The other thing I think we could probably touch on is like the importance of noticing how much you change and grow as an individual with the life experiences that you go through, but sometimes you don't update your belief system. So what I mean by that is, you know, for you, for example, Brent, you might have when you were younger, like say you're 16 and you're working hard because you want to financially contribute towards your mum as well as look after yourself because you'd moved out of home by then. So you have this story that you have to work super, super hard and six days a week and it's all pressure and it's all on you. But then like you've, you go through changes in life and, you know, I'm just using you as an example because you're sat here. Of course, he says, he's like, why not? Um, You know, you go through changes in life and having a partner now who like you and I, we are both, we both are financially responsible and I'm not depending on you financially and you're not depending on me financially. So it's like updating your story and going, well, hang on, I don't have someone that's financially depending on me like it is okay if I take my foot off the pedal a little bit back off a bit yeah so what I guess what I'm trying to say is we go through these different experiences in life but sometimes our belief system doesn't get updated that's true it's like me like I have that belief that I'm not intelligent because all throughout high school I would hear the same thing over and over again from teachers if only you would apply yourself She's distracted, not working up to her full potential. Like I had this story that I cannot be a good student. Because you constantly heard it. Yeah. And so that was the belief. And also in my family unit, I felt like my older sister was really intelligent. My younger sister had her own role and I had my own role, but it certainly wasn't the smart one. And so then fast forward now, 35 year old Kylie, nearly 36, um, I still have that belief, even though I've gone through things like I've completed my infant and childhood sleep consultancy. I have studied, like I've done cognitive behavioral therapy training. So actually stopping and going, well, hang on, let's stress stress test that belief that I have that I'm not smart and I can't study and stack it up against the evidence. Well, I have studied. I am intelligent in different ways. You know what I mean? Like just normalizing. Yeah, like just normalizing, taking taking a pause and stress testing. 
those beliefs that you have about yourself. Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah. It's like the amount of times people have said to me, when I've started certain sports and when I start certain sports, I'll set myself a goal. The amount of times people have said like, oh, you won't ever make it, you won't get to that goal, you should have started earlier maybe, but like, and I've always proven people wrong. Yeah. That's kind of your thing though, right? Like you've often said to me, the moment someone says to you, you can't do something, it, it fires me, you up. Yeah, it makes me want it that much more. Whereas I'm the opposite. Like if someone says you can't do that, I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I think it's doubt. Anyone that doubts me. That's mm. kind of your driving force. And that probably kicked off when I was, I'd was. i fail everything in high school. I wouldn't bother. I'd just draw on desks. I'd just... Art and wood tech were the only things that I sort of excelled at. And then mum got sick and tired of seeing reports and exam papers come home with 15% and whatnot on it. And she said that I'd never get my school certificate. So I knuckled down year 10 and I smashed my school certificate. So I think that's where it all... You've got something to prove. Yeah. Yeah. Vindicated. Haters. (laughs) Well, it's very exciting. I'm so excited to actually get into that studio space with you. We went and looked at it the other night and I like I love it. And when you bought up a tattoo studio space, I said to you, Oh, I should find out if they've got a room for rent in this building because I love it. And and when I asked them, they said, No, no, we don't have anything available. Then a couple of weeks later they reached out. Meant to be. Divine timing. It's such a nice space. And the other people that work around there are super nice. Like it's close to everything, parking, food, coffee. So if someone wants to get a tattoo by you, should they DM? Yes. Yes. Very exciting. All right. Well, this is just a little episode that we thought we'd record to really highlight how important it is to follow what's on your heart. Give yourself permission to change. And change is exciting. Change is exciting and test out those fears and those old beliefs that might be holding you back and take the leap and take the leap in a way that you feel good about. Like sometimes I like to take the leap and think, oh, jump, you know, leap and the net will appear. But other people, you need to take like little stepping stones that feel safer. Yeah. And failure isn't the end. It's just a learning curve. Yeah, I heard someone say recently, like, successful people are the ones that fail the most. Yeah. Because if you're successful, you're failing every day with something. And then I heard another one where they said successful people don't climb, they dig. Like, they're always digging their way through stuff, putting out fires. Yeah. So, yeah, very, but very... I always see, like, um, quotes about Michael Jordan missing more baskets than what he's put in. Yeah. And then he's a goat. Well, there you go. I was like, Michael Jordan. There's a few Michael Jordans, aren't there? There's a Michael B. Jordan. You were talking about basketball. Just one. one. (laughs) All right. We'll wrap it up here because uh, that's all we wanted to say, really. Yep. Change is good. Change is good. What's the name of the studio? Stolen Hearts. Cute. Very. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Today's podcast episode was recorded on the land of the Bunjalung Nation.
In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 